0: You're listening to Inside Lebo, a podcast giving you an inside look at Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania, hosted by Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans and Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. Hello and welcome to Inside Lebo. I'm your host, Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans.
1: And I'm Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey.
0: Our guest today is a second-time guest on the show, Mount Lebanon's finance director, Andrew McCreary. Andrew was on at the tail end of last year to talk about the budgeting process, and he's back again to talk about where all our money went.
1: Yeah, welcome. Thank, Thank you for having you. me. Thank you. So today we're talking about the PAFER. What is the Paffer?
2: Uh It's what a specific term uh, called the Popular Annual Financial Report. Uh, This is a nomenclature that is used by the Government Finance Officers Association. So um, we have an annual comprehensive financial report in which all of the financial data is derived from. So the report that uh, that we'll be talking about today that was disseminated in the May 2023 magazine um, was all derived from the annual comprehensive financial report. Municipalities all over the country call it different things. So you can call it whatever you want. Uh, year in review, you can call it, um, uh, here's where it went, here's where how it did went.
1: We, how do we land on Paffer?
2: Well, Paffer, Paffer is referring to the nomenclature for the GFOA award. But we call it, if you see on the front of the, the, our Paffer, it's called the annual report. So why is it called the annual report? Because it's required by our Home Rule Charter. So our Home Rule Charter, um, which was passed in the 70s, requires that the manager produce a year-end financial uh, summary to the commission and to the, to the citizenry. So this is something that was a foresight many years ago um, for passing the Home Rule Charter, is that the manager has to report to the, to the citizenry uh, what happened, what happened with our financials, uh, in addition to all the other things that happened, uh, because the uh, PAFER or the Annual Report, Uh, as it's referred to in the Home Rule Charter, also talks about uh, other things that happen within, uh, that are outside the financial side. So uh, other awards we won, big uh, initiatives that we may have had, uh, things that are coming up, things to watch out for. So, uh, you know, the comprehensive report, right? The the comprehensive plan, I'm sorry, uh, which we've been doing for the last year and a half was in last year's. Annual report. It's in this year's annual report. So it's, it's updating the community on also non financial items as well. Why so it's is putting that, that all together. Uh, because it's going to have a financial impact. So okay. things that we do in the comprehensive plan will have a financial impact uh, in the future as well, uh, in addition to the initiatives. So uh, let's use a public safety initiative, for instance, right? So if you had a community outreach, so the school resource officer. A couple years ago, the school resource officer was put into the high school. Well, that has a financial impact so uh, you talk about that initiative but it also has a financial impact so while in the totality of the budget might not be a huge percentage but it does have a budgetary impact for years to come because it is personnel and all those things that come with personnel uh it does have a, a financial impact but those are the things why you want to combine the two so it's not just we already have that if you really want to see all the numbers we already have that report if you really want to dive into the data we got that report for you <laughs> I'll um, pass
1: on that one <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: and most people and most people do and that's okay and that's why a, a path as we refer to it uh, is important because it becomes digestible um, it's something that we as um, the municipality primarily the manager it's the manager's report yes uh, a lot of the work uh, is done by the public information officer she's the number one person running this report I, I deliver the financial data as part of this um, I have certain uh, ideas for about half of it uh, with the financial data Uh, I have ideas I run them past uh, the public information officer and our designer Uh, but ultimately it comes back to we get this approved sometime in February of the uh, overall design uh, aesthetic and what our theme of the year was it comes from the manager so the public information officer and I have ideas and then we present that to the manager and he says, yay or nay, uh, uh, and, and it works really well that way. And then we start drafting uh, the narrative and the financials uh, start to frame around that. So uh, it, it's a good process uh, and it comes out in May, but all the data that's derived from it uh, is all audited and ready to go at, at the beginning of April. Um, and that comes out in the Annual Comprehensive Financial Report and we we, the Annual Comprehensive Financial Report is a hundred plus page document right so it has a lot of data and there's a lot of uh, text there's notes there's all these different things that are in it Uh, and to prepare for this this report as Uh, I'm sitting across from the assistant PIO. Uh, You know, a magazine takes a while to get out.
1: Yeah. So it's not
2: something you just produce in a week and it's out.
1: Yep. Two months of hard work beforehand. Yeah. So we get the
2: face of the financials, uh, which means just the numbers. So no text around it, no narrative around it. We start crafting the narrative. Once we get the face, what we call the face of the financials uh, in March. So at the beginning of March, I have the numbers. So, Um, And that comes back to the point of why it's important that we get it out in May is timeliness. So in financial reporting, timeliness is the most important thing. So we get this out in May, and that's pretty quick. If you look at other annual reports that people produce, it's sometimes in September, October of a year. year almost. Almost a whole year later. We get it out logistically as fast as we can with the personnel we have. If you had a bigger office and so on and so forth, you could do it faster, right. but I don't think you're doing it much faster, especially the way we disseminate it. It's in the magazine. It's in the magazine every year.
1: So every single resident that lives in Mount Lebanon gets a copy of this at their house then?
2: Yes, that's correct. Uh, and every business uh, in Mount Lebanon as well, uh, as, as well as some, some surrounding businesses and other, other uh, targeted locations. Uh, that get the magazine as well. Is so it's about transparency?
1: Is that, you know, what? what is the goal of, you know, sharing this annual report? I know I don't, you might not be able to go back to the Homeworld Charter whenever they passed it and <laughs> read their minds, but what is the goal of this? Is it to show our residents, hey, this is how we spend our money. Every single dollar that you've paid us last year, this is where it went. Yeah,
2: uh, we've done that for many, many years. I think that, um, yes, we've, um, let me answer that question here. So, there's two two things yeah. that come to mind immediately. Yes, transparency, but that is a um, word of the day, word of the t- time. I think it's accountability. And yes, I'm an accountant, so ha it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's accountability. Uh, but I think back when they passed this, as was accountability. It's saying, okay, no matter who the commission is, no matter who the manager is, there will be some form of accountability that you will be reporting to the citizenry every year as to what happened. Now, during a budget time... Uh, I will tell you that um, once a budget's passed, uh, a lot of communities, and, and uh, it's almost habit, it, it's natural to think that this is going to happen, is that once it's passed, it's kind of like, oh, it's passed, we're not even going to talk about it. Well, this makes you accountable as to, well, the budget you passed, did you do what you said you were going to do? Right. Uh, so that's what this kind of annual report does so for follow you. that follow-up, that
1: follow-through it does. That says, hey, we did what we told you we were gonna do. Hey, we you know we, we crossed these boxes off we check these boxes off. And,
2: and and quite frankly it's there's also things that we didn't think think about. So right. think of COVID, right? So that's probably the first one that comes to mind for most people is when the pandemic hit in March of twenty twenty, well when we were in twenty nineteen planning for it, we had no idea that was gonna hit. So it's it's both. It's both. Right. It's both the accountability to what it was and to what actually happened. Right. Uh, because you gotta have both those and, and that's something Mount Lebanon does well. Uh, I think we have the infrastructure and the the history of making sure that we look at it all year long, not just at one pinpoint in time.
0: And for our listeners, um, just to talk broadly about the process a little bit too. So unlike the state government or the school district, uh, the municipality operates on a annual calendar budget. So it's a January to December budget. So uh, when Mr. Mercury's is here talking about, you know, we're getting it out in May, that's really a... a like we said pretty quick turnaround from when the year end happens at the end of December plus there's you know some late things that come in with payments from the previous year and things like that and in early of, you know, in January or so, plus the lead time to get it all in the magazine and out to the public. So, um, this is a really good way that we not only wrap up the prior year, but then also sort of set the stage for the budget talks that start to happen, you know, in the latter half of every calendar year to prepare for the following year. So, the first half of the year, in finance is often a look back at the previous year, and then the second half of the year is a look forward to the next year. Um, But it it does sync up very well with, um, you know, getting the information out to the public in a timely fashion, um, you know, even the, over the summer to set the stage for, hey, here's what's going to be coming mm-hmm. in the next budget talks.
2: Yeah, and I think to, to to build off of that, um, the data's available in February for a year and stuff. So even before the auditors sign off on it, uh, as the formal report that we're talking about in April so we're talking about four months actually it's a little over three months it's full three we get it out at the beginning of April so you're talking a little over three months that we're getting it out and I will tell you there's uh, there might not be another municipality around here in Western Pennsylvania that gets it out faster Oh,
1: that's amazing. there's
2: no there's nobody I, I, I would almost guarantee the people look at me going "Why you get a full annual comprehensive financial report out in three months yes yes we do um, that being said, on our website on OpenLebo, uh, that financial data is posted in early March, at the latest, uh, maybe even late February. So within two months, we've closed our books. So, so if you're you'll really be about... into
1: looking at the numbers per se, correct. and not the narrative, you can go online and right. you can look at OpenLebo and get all those details.
2: That's correct, and you can you know and there's a there's a portal on there to ask questions. If you had a question on what you saw, so on and so forth, that comes directly to my office, uh, and we can respond to you within you know. Uh, a short time frame to to make sure we get you those answers so um you know it's always out there we also disseminate uh, all of our information to uh banks and disclo- we have all these disclosures we do and for the pafer this is our biggest reach right it's not that annual comprehensive financial report It's the PAFR, that's where we get our biggest reach. And that's through the magazine, that's through online, through our website. Uh, We also submit for an award that we've won since 1993. So we've won an award through that Government Finance Officers Association since 1993. Oh, that's impressive. Yes, we've won that award for um, the standards that they say, hey, you should at least meet these minimums in an annual report. They call it the PAFR and we've won that ever since 1993. And one of their criteria is how you disseminate, and uh, the and we do it on Twitter and Facebook and all those things that uh, the Public Information Office absolutely does a wonderful job doing. Yes, that was a plug for them.
1: Thank you very uh, much. We appreciate wa- it. You're welcome.
2: <laughs> uh, so when we do that, uh, the comments we re- we receive back comments on those every year. So yes, we win the award, but those people that review it to say, hey, you've met those qualifications, also give you feedback, and as part of that feedback, every year is wow, you guys get it to everybody. You really try to get it to as many people as you can because there's a lot of um, communities that can't do that um, for a whole host of reasons. One is just to produce a report like this, uh, when I worked at a prior municipality who would have the, the means to do this, they never did this. Oh, wow. And they still don't do this. Right, they focus in other areas. Right, they focus in an ACFR, the annual comprehensive financial report, and a budget, and they win awards for those. But they don't do a PAFR. Just like here, we win an award for our ACFR, which we've won since 1976, longest in Pennsylvania. Right, so standing on the standing on the shoulders of giants. Right, so, but we've also done the PAPR, we, we, we submit for an award on the PAFR and the budget. We don't submit for an award because it. it The criteria that you have to meet doesn't serve us operationally. We would just be doing it to win an award and that's not why you should be doing a budget. You shouldn't be wasting your time doing it if it doesn't operationally meet your needs.
1: So what you're saying is, while it's great we win this award every year, really this document is for our residents. This is about them, them knowing what's happening and holding ourselves accountable. To them that's regardless. correct
2: that's correct it's it's not for um, you know winning the award it does a great job for getting that information out yeah.
0: and you mentioned auditors too so these numbers aren't just the you know self-produced numbers they've right. been checked by an outside agency that's well. correct
2: you can tick and tie yeah. to our uh, our annual our financial report if you need to If someone so chooses. Yes.
0: Great. Well, we're going to take a short break to take a breather, have a drink of water, and we will be right back uh, with more on the uh, annual financial report with finance director Andrew McCreary. Welcome back to Inside Libo We're here to talk more about our annual financial report with Finance Director Andrew McCreary. So we talked a lot about the production of the report, the timeline, and how we distribute it out to all of our residents via the May Magazine, which is the Municipal Resource Guide. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about how the resource guides put together, check out our episode a few back with Merle Jantz from the Public Information Office, uh, where he talked about putting the resource guide together. But the Annual financial report is part of that. So let's talk about 2022. Um, how did we wind up at the end of the year?
2: We, we wound up in a very good uh, situation. Um, there was a couple things that happened. Um, one was we knew coming into the 2022 budget, we needed to have uh, some expanded uh, capacity. So we raised taxes in 2022. So we're not going to shy away from that. We did raise uh, taxes 0.2 mils. Uh, in 2022, netting about $423,000 more in revenue. So uh, that was used for specific projects. You can check back to the budget on that. Uh, and using that, that capacity, we're hoping to use in future years. We didn't want to just raise it every year incrementally. We said we're going to um, raise it 0.2 mils and use that for the next couple years to make sure that we have enough capacity for things that we need to do. Secondly, things we didn't know were coming, um, were are coming still out of uh, post-pandemic uh, uh, employment side. Our other major tax revenue is earned income tax. And in 2022, uh, it has eclipsed real estate tax and revenue. Um, it is uh, Our largest general fund source is earned income tax. Uh, and we had an unexpected over-a-million-dollar variance. Uh, in 2022 so in that was a good direction or a bad direction in a good direction okay. yes yes in a good direction <laughs> that was yes. a great question yes positive variance as we like to say um you know when you hear an accountant i'm just as a sidebar when you hear an accountant talk they talk about positive variances and negative variances and when i write that i i think that uh, most people uh, understand that but you would you would be surprised when People still question you on that. Um,
1: so that's surprising to me. The earned income tax was actually the biggest revenue source yes. last year. It has,
2: has started to become the wow. biggest revenue, source revenue and that's source the first here. time
1: ever, or has that happened it's before? First time.
2: It's the first time. Yes, I believe ever. Wow, it's eclipsed it.
1: Why is that?
2: Um, Mount Do you Le- know? Mount Lebanon residents are doing well in their their jobs. Yeah. You know, they're they're earning <laughs> they're earning at a good clip. So amazing. Um, Uh, But what we were trying to do in the path, or relating back to kind of the overall uh, what we're talking about today, was these are economic headwinds that we need to watch out for. Because uh, with the inflationary market that we were in at the end of 2022 and continued into 2023, we need to watch, hey, are prices starting to come down? What's the Fed doing? Um, Those types of things. How's that uh, affecting the job market? Uh, because yes, we have historically low unemployment rate, but I don't think that tells the whole story, and that's a whole different, whole different podcast to talk about yeah. those things and let an economist come in to talk about that. But uh, we need to watch out for that. We need to make sure we can't bank on a million dollar variance and be that be our new baseline. I don't know that yet. It may be. I don't think we're going to grow a million dollars a year, right? Um, and that's something that we're trying to point out there. Uh, in addition, uh, real estate transfer tax, which. Uh, uh, on the sale of every property in Mount Lebanon, we get a percentage of that. Well, for years, the Mount Lebanon housing market was fantastic, right? It was right. there was a lot of ho- homes being sold, a lot of transfers happening. Well, as soon as that interest rate started going up, we started seeing them slow down. And it's about a three month lag time oh, wow. before we start seeing the because you got to think that when you're selling a house, it usually takes a while, mm-hmm. you know, it takes two to three months. Yep. So a lot of those people, when, when the interest rates started going up, um, they were already in the midst of a sale. They were already, they were already past that point, I'm going to buy this home. Right. Yeah. Um, but those that were newer to the market maybe say, "Ooh, I'm going to pull back on that. Or those that were fervent and, and wanted to get into the market, we're going to get into it regardless of what the interest rates were. And, and you don't start to see those net effects until about three months in. So those interest rates uh, really started uh, flying at the end of the summer last year, flying upwards. Um, So we saw many, many Fed rate hikes uh, that affected mortgage rates uh, that we really started. And we've started to see that here in early, late December, January. We're starting to see um, our real estate transfer tax start to slow. So there are things that, yes, we have, we had some good revenue in uh, 2022, but there are some economic headwinds that we're trying to watch and make sure, um, you know, we're we're on top of as we move towards uh, the 2024 budget.
1: So when you're doing the budget and these year in reviews, you can't just look at Mount Lebanon's numbers. You have to look at the total picture, what's going on in the country and the world.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think we, we have um, uh, good resources, whether that be our Pension Investment Advisory Board, uh, which doesn't affect the statements that you see before you, but you can get a lot of those economic headwinds and uh, understanding those at a national and sometimes international level. Uh, and then there's a lot of good resources around here between, uh, CMU and Pitt. Um, there's a lot of different things, uh, that, uh, give us information, uh, that uh, can really tell us what's happening in Western Pennsylvania, Allegheny County, and specifically the South Hills. Um, there's a lot of good information that we can get to make sure that we have the most precise revenue information moving into the 24 budget.
1: Absolutely. So talking about expenditures, mm-hmm. um, where did the majority of our money go? It, it,
2: so there's many different ways you can cut, um, you know, it, just like a home, um, cut the budget into into slices, right? So uh, if you're looking at, at your home budget similar, uh, you know, we do that same thing here is what are you spending on? You can look at it in groupings of by department, right? right. Or by function, like we could like to call it. Uh, so function functionally, operationally, we spend the most in public safety, police, right. fire, uh, and um Uh, emergency services so on and so forth so that's the most where we spend public works being second Um, just with the big contracts we have you know our our uh, garbage contract so on and so forth are wrapped up in public works as well which is our largest annual operating contract Uh, so on and so forth but then you can also slice it a different way right you can cut it up in a different way but how do we spend it uh, by uh, uh, what we call object code which is personnel Personnel is our biggest expenditure, right? It's the people we have here, which is our biggest asset. While we have parks, while we have big trucks, and we have police cars, our biggest asset is our people. Right. Um, and uh, that makes up the majority of our operating budget is our people and um, all, all costs associated with our people. So.
1: Very interesting. I'm learning a lot.
2: <laughs> we try to do it in a, in a uh, kind of percentage basis uh because people can get lost in the numbers like if you looked at um the city of pittsburgh right and you looked at it and you looked at their hundreds of millions as ours is maxing out at 60 million right for all funds right we're talking about 60 million if you looked at that but you can look at percentage percentage wise right so percentage what do they spend by function what do they spend on um, public safety what do they spend on personnel as a percentage of their operating budget and those types of things and that's really what we're trying to do here so um You can take a look at this and then see how it relates year over year. So while you might see in the PAFR year over year, there might be some of the same charts. They look the same. Well, that's because we don't want you to get something different every year. You want to be able to compare it and say, okay, well, what did we spend last year? Oh, we're spending the same on public safety. We're spending the same on the library, whatever it may be. Um, So it makes my job a little bit easier. I don't have to come up with a new design every year. But uh, there is a purpose behind that. Um, there's a, so that people can pull out last year's May magazine and this year's May magazine and say, hey, they look fairly similar. And we'll probably change the design every uh, three to four years. We'll change that up. Um, but a lot, if, if you really want to do the digging, it will, look, it will have the same information within it.
0: So speaking of the year over year, were there any big differences between the 2021 report and the 2022 report that we just issued?
2: not really no um and they they the whole point of the PAFR is to point out those variances Mm -hmm. right and i think that's what we do you look for that bolded text and those things that we try and point out to say hey this is why things changed in aggregate when it gets down to uh the nitty gritty that's next year's budget that's really where you're going to change things if you want to change a function or a a, a service level that we're going to be doing the way we budget um, you know, that's really where you get into the nitty-gritty. This, this report's not for that. Um, but uh, spending-wise, it uh, was not much different from 2021. Um, we'll have some large capital projects uh, finishing up in 2023. Uh, which will be nice. Um, so some of those will be uh, finishing up. The comprehensive plan should be finishing up this year. Uh, yeah. So that will be giving us a horizon of new new projects to be moving forward. We
1: cannot wait yes. to end. Yeah, yes.
2: I imagine there will be multiple yeah. podcasts on that one. <laughs> there will be, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so when it comes right down to it, um, there wasn't much different from 2021, um, but that's what you should see in local government. Um, you should see not wild swings. We should be prepared for everything um you know as much as we can Um, we have a healthy fund balance those are things that are pointed out within the report fund balance meaning your savings account our savings account is healthy and where it needs to be uh uh, given standards that have been published by various organizations so uh you know uh, i think we're well prepared for the rest of 2023 you know we're already halfway through um, or about to be halfway through uh, and starting to prepare for 2024.
1: Speaking of 2023, what are you expecting for our finances this year then?
2: Um Is that hard? That's hard to predict in 5 yeah. months, but um you know, we're here sitting um in May, but um I don't expect given historically of what Mount Lebanon you see in Mount Lebanon, even given economic headwinds, we we at the very least are going to remain flat. Um we don't see much decrease generally, uh, unless there's a major uh catastrophe that you know is unforeseen at this point but there's nothing even in high inflation markets recessions you look at historically what happens to mount lebanon it's we remain flat at the very least so if we remain flat we're ready we're we're, we can do that uh we can absolutely we can absolutely do that if we have any growth that's great we'll use it and and plan for it and make sure you
0: know the tax dollars spent uh wisely uh, uh moving forward Great. Well, thank you for this uh, very comprehensive look at our finances. Uh, if people are interested, they can find the annual report both in the magazine, as we mentioned, also on our website, mountlebanon.org, as well as the OpenLibo platform on our website. Are there any other locations where they should look for it? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, <laughs> cool. Look in the magazine, look on our website. Well, thank you so much for your time, Andrew. Thanks for joining us today. Um, and that's all for this week's uh, episode of Inside Lebo.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Um, this episode was produced by Carrie Mano with music by Drew Manyo and graphics by Chris Leeper. And while we're doing this, I would also like to give a shout out to, you said, the PIO is Laura Pace Lilly. She did a lot of the work for the PAPR, and Chris Leeper um, did a lot of the layout for it as well, along with Andrew. So thank you all for putting this together for us.
2: Got it.
0: We'll be back in a few weeks with another episode of Inside Lebo. Thanks for listening to Inside Lebo, produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Learn more about all things Lebo at mountlebanon.org or by following our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages.